Welcome to the sweetest little life where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hansen, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach. And I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Hello, goddesses, and happy weekend. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Lena, the author of Dear Luna Wild. Dear Luna Wild was written as a journal to her daughter. She writes several letters explaining life and lessons she's learned and the journey, and it is so powerful, so beautiful. And she wrote like this so that she could write in the most vulnerable way, exposing her heart to the person that she loves most, her daughter. And this is just incredible. Today we are covering so many topics and I cannot wait to dive into today's episode with you guys. Without further ado, let's welcome Lena to The Sweetest Little Life. Hello, and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So your book is absolutely amazing, and we are going to really dive into just your story and your journey and what drives you. And we have a surprise for the audience of something really powerful that I think is going to just be an amazing takeaway for today and going into the weekend and just to be still and maybe ponder on a little bit. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, will you please share your journey with us? What brought you to where you're at right now? Oh man, well, it's been a very long one, but I'd say the most recent, interesting and relevant chapter happened uh, in impending motherhood when my husband and I made the decision that we wanted to start a family and I realized I had so much emotional baggage and it was really the first time that I had to take that step back and look in the mirror and I had just kind of started my spiritual reawakening per se and I was meditating and doing more yoga and really cultivating more self-awareness and with this idea of not only bringing another soul into the world, but this fear that (laughs) all this emotional baggage and, you know, shit from my teenage years that I had been carrying around could, you know, transfer to this tiny little human, I really had to look deep, deep into the mirror. And so a few weeks later, after my husband and I made the decision that we wanted to start a family, my grandma passed away and she was my maternal grandmother. And it really just ignited this awakening in me about the power of generations and motherhood and what it means to be your authentic self. And it just ripped me wide open. So I sat down and I wrote this letter to my future child, whoever they were going to be just promising to find myself because I was at a point in my mid twenties where I was really lost and kind of just living my life on autopilot. I had moved to New Jersey from upstate New York to a life that I thought I was going to have. And two weeks later, my, uh, the boy I moved to New Jersey for broke up with me. So I had to cultivate this whole life for myself in New Jersey and met my husband shortly after, but then my life kind of just became his life. And it was on autopilot for so many years where it all kind of just came crashing down in this moment where I realized that 
I was really unhappy and I had no idea who I was anymore. So this letter was really that declaration to find myself again and moving past that point and moving forward into trying to conceive and becoming a mother and becoming pregnant. I really felt so strongly that whatever this new woman was going to be, whoever she was going to be, she had to be more conscious. She had to be more mindful and she had to discover who she was. And so that's what I really set out to do. And I started writing these letters to my daughter. And once we knew who she was, give give or take, like we knew of her, (laughs) we knew what her name was going to be. I just started writing because I had so much that I had to unpack and so much that I felt like I had been keeping in inside for so many years and they turned into a book which is the book you're talking about which is Dear Luna Wild and it has really kind of been a real-time depiction of my spiritual awakening and going within and finding myself again and discovering a spirituality that is much different than I thought was the spirituality that I had set out to dive deeper in because I think we can both agree right that there's this really sparkly version of spirituality that's really alluring and it seems really fun with crystals and astrology but I think when you dive into a true spiritual practice it's really messy and dark and ugly and there's a lot of healing that has to be done but within yourself Mm. yes absolutely Um, And I feel like a lot of times too, like you were talking about, it is, you have to really shatter and dismantle everything that you thought because we get all these beliefs put in our head at such a young age and it's all perception. And so as adults, we really have to go in and especially with healing, I had quite a healing journey myself too. And it's messy. Like you're saying, it's, it's yucky. It's not, it's not a pretty process by any way, shape or form. And it can last. I hear people say, Oh, like I healed in a month. And for me, it took years. Like, but yeah. And it's still certain thing will trigger something and you're like, Oh, that's still there. Yes. Yeah. And I think we forget how we are multifaceted beings. We are multidimensional beings. There's seasonality to our lives and there's many, many layers to these things. Like they're so deep rooted and a lot of them go back as far as childhood. Some of them could even, you know, be past life related. So there's really deep roots that to say, oh, I'm spiritual now and I'm healed, I think is a disservice to our human experience. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in your book, you have one quote that we talked about earlier that I literally just stopped me in my tracks. I've read the Eckhart Tolle book so many times. And every time it's funny that that page just pops out at me because it speaks volumes. And I'm so glad that in that letter, that was just so powerful. I literally teared up reading it because I was like, how beautiful is that, that you are teaching your daughter from such a young age to live like that? And know that there is not, the universe is not going to smack you upon the head and be like, wake up. Hello, I'm here. You know, it's just a (laughs) journey and it's something that's already inside of you. So let's touch on that. So let's talk about what the quote is. Let's start there. Yes. It's that your purpose in life is to be present. Mm. And what does that mean to you personally? So I will 
be completely honest that for a very long time, I was one of those people who thought that the key to my spiritual awakening was opening my third eye. And I would go to the crystal shops and I would find all the crystals that had to do with third eye. And I thought that these psychic gifts or these, you know, these check boxes on this spiritual ladder is what was going to make me feel enlightened or what was going to help me step into my highest self. And for so long, I felt like I was forcing this awakening or forcing this new version of myself but it took a really hard stop for me to realize that that was still me searching for a version of myself that existed externally. Mm. And that was that was me listening to all these spiritual influencers on Instagram reminding me that the power exists outside myself when really our power is within and it exists right here in this now moment. And to be in search of anything else or anything further or to want a version of ourselves that we, we think we are not is just telling the universe that we lack. And it's telling the universe that like we are not enough and we are not whole in this very moment. And that was a huge uh, slap in the face for me to realize and to come to terms with because there were so many different places in my life where I was seeking that external validation and there were so many places where I was just giving my power away without even realizing it and when I realized that I'm the only one who can control this very moment and how I feel about myself and my thoughts and my intentions and how I respond to things it truly changes everything for me and it really changed the idea of what it meant to be spiritual Mm. that is so powerful and so I mean when we really think about it and go deep inside, it is, it comes down to that you are the answer that you're looking for. Like we mm-hmm. search for all these outside sources and it's so funny. So I just finished um, this moon phase course I was doing on the eight phases in our bodies and like how to manifest with the moon phases. And I, when I was doing it, I was just so drawn to talk about attachments and like how we attach mm-hmm. ourselves to the how or the why. And it's just that inner ego of control. Like we have to have control as human beings of every situation in our lives. And it's funny, like now on the other side of things, because we think we do like, how often are we like, I'm in control of this situation when at any time a lightning bolt could come down and we're dead. (laughs) So I mean, we are never in control, no matter how hard we're going to white knuckle the reins. Like we are not running the show period. We are just, you know, puppets in the you know, playing act. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful when we're able to like tap into that because the power that comes from letting go and releasing and just being, oh my gosh, I feel like that's when you are just at your, when you get to that stage of humbleness and the letting go and the just being okay with you and realizing that the light is within you it's not anywhere else like you have to find it within yourself and that's where you were talking about like you have to go through that yucky stuff in order to get to that spot and you're still going to hit yucky spots along the way but there's no magic wand that's going to make you feel better there are things to assist you in your journey but there's nothing that's going to you know, there's no answer. And it's everyone's journey is so unique and different. It's not like Mm -hmm. there's one way to do it. And it's black and white. And this is how we do it. And this is the way it's going to be done. That's not that's not what it is. Everyone's journey is personal to them to the past lives to the what what you are destined to be what your lessons are to learn. That's what you're here for. And gosh, how boring would it be if we all had the same lessons to learn? 
right? And I think we forget that we came here to learn those lessons and to heal. So to compare ourselves to anyone else's journey or compare ourselves to anyone else's present moment, I think is not honoring our our capacity as souls and what we are truly capable of. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So let's talk a little bit more about, let's get, rewind back to the book real quick. I would love to know, so is this something that you are going to like give to your daughter? Is this, how, how are you going to present this? Is she good? So as I was reading through it, I'm like, man, I'm just imagining being your daughter and like I know feeling that presence of love and just, man, that is so deep. I've thought a lot about this and honestly, I don't know if I have an answer yet. I was thinking maybe her 18th birthday, cause there are a lot of, you know, more adult topics in there. Right. Um, but I don't know. I I wrote to her mainly because it was the most vulnerable way I could think of just laying my heart out to someone, to, to this innocent child who chose me as her mother. And the more, as she gets older, I'm like, oh, no, what, it, I mean, is she going to find out about it from someone else? Are people going to say, oh, you're Luna Wilde from that book, you know? So I think as she has more of an understanding of the world and these types of topics Uh, I'll play it by ear but definitely by 18 I'll say (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I love that (laughs) so let's touch a little bit on I don't know why I'm so drawn to talk about this let's touch talk a little bit about attachments because I feel a lot of that was really in your book as well in um several different areas and I think it's funny that I just talked about that in the course and I was reviewing everything this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is apparently what we're supposed to talk about today. Yeah. I mean, what I was thinking about earlier when, when we were talking about it is that this year has really been a crash course in how attached you are to things, mm. right? Like everything, everything we know and love has basically been stripped away from us in, in this year that is chaos and a pandemic and that we've been isolated and it has been a huge lesson for me and what I have been attached to and what I have not been. And one thing that has helped me so much is just to cut the cord on everything and see, can I exist within this own bubble of myself and be happy and find joy and find gratitude and be enough for that moment? I was one of those people at the beginning of the pandemic who was so just glued to the news and all it was doing was just brewing up anxiety and fear. And I think when we're so attached to something that it becomes part of us, we, we lose our sovereignty and we lose that ability to discern for ourselves of what is true for us and how we have that power, like we were talking about to create our own reality and to create our own present moment. So that idea of attachment, I mean, that's what Buddhism is all about, right? That being attached to something that leads to suffering. And I didn't really understand that until this year, that so much of what we think we should be attached to, or what we've been taught to believe, or who we think we should spend our energy on, even though it's a toxic relationship, like there's so many things that we're attached to that we're not even realized are like draining our energy or taking our power away. And when we can bring our awareness to that and realize that we have that power to literally just cut the cord and bring that energy back home to ourselves. I think that's such a powerful lesson in, again, going back to what I said, how capable we are of just as beings. 
Absolutely. And I feel like it's really important too, like when you're, like you were talking about during the pandemic and everything being taken away to really just be acknowledging. And this goes back again, everything all ties together. This goes back again to just the power of presence of just knowing like, okay, like I feel super lonely right now, or I feel Mm -hmm. super angry right now, or I, and then just acknowledging like, okay, this is a feeling because our bodies feel first. And then it sends a message to our minds on how we're going to react. And so Mm -hmm. when we're able to stop that before it starts, we're able to start reprogramming our subconscious to think the way that is in a healthier, more mindful manner. And it's a process. Like it's constantly rewiring everything that we've done our entire lives. So if you think about it, I mean, average listeners on here are 35, so we're just going to go 35. So you're 30 to 35 years, you've been thinking one way, and now you're expecting to change that entire way of thinking that you've programmed and trained for, for 30 years in a week. And it doesn't happen like that. No. And that's why presence is so important, because when you're present, you can recognize it and make that conscious decision to act differently. Mm, Yes. And I feel like the answer, and I really felt this in your book, was is love. I mean, it comes down to, that's why you hear, you know, the light and love and love. And it's because the answer mm-hmm. through everything is love. It comes down to if you're in a fight with your husband or, and this personally has saved my ass so many times. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, when it gets heated and you're like, I want to be a total brat right right now and I want to stomp my feet and I want to kick away. But there have been times that like, I'll just go up and hug my husband when he's being a total dick. And he like, how else is he going to respond other than loving? And that's the same Mm. way to any relationship, whether it's a friend or a work colleague or a husband or a wife or whoever in your life that is causing that chaos and that yucky feeling for you if you're able to stop it and come at it as from a place of I'm sending you love or I care for you or is there something going on that I can help you with because nine times out of ten it has nothing to do with you so when we're able Mm -hmm. to be present and realize that it's not all about us and there's so much more going on we're just kind of a piece in the puzzle here and come at it from that point of view one that person feels whole and you just were a part of their healing journey in a small small way Two, you just healed yourself because you caught yourself before you reacted and you reacted Mm -hmm. in a different way. And three, you completely changed the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's so twofold. And the best analogy I've ever heard, which I I actually put in my book, is that when you squeeze an orange, what comes out is orange juice. And so when you put pressure on a person, whatever comes out is on the inside. So we can't take those things personally because when a person – responds like that when they're responding and like whatever they've kind of packed down deep inside and I I myself have done the same and just trying to respond with love because isn't it beautiful that we can just choose love in every single moment no matter what like we always have the choice to choose that and love is the highest the highest frequency Mm -hmm. of all like the highest vibrating energy that exists within our experience so if you want to attract more wonderful things into your life, love is the answer. Like it's, it's not just the, you know, the buzzword for all the spiritual people saying love and light. There's a reason to it because it's a, it's a vibrational energy that attracts like-minded vibrational energy. And when we can cultivate more love, we're cultivating more of those higher good yummy things into our life. 
Yes, all the juiciness. And that flows mm-hmm. into like manifestations and abundance and things like that. I feel like so often people hear the word abundance and they think money. And that's not what it yes. is. That is not what it means. Abundance is so much more than that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's, I mean, we were talking before about how there's just this kind of rhetoric that exists about spirituality that is being shoved down people's throats that I'm very frustrated with (laughs) is the nicest way to put it. Um, And definitely abundance is one of those things because I think gratitude is, is such an important thing and we have so much to be grateful for and abundance can be joy. Abundance can be love. Abundance can be happiness. Abundance can be food on our table. Abundance can be moments when we're laughing, when we're dancing, when we're creating art. So yeah, having abundance be solely tied to money, I think again, is just a disservice to how how much beauty we have in this experience oh for sure I feel like when we tap into especially the gratitude aspect of it I mean that overflows into joy almost instantly like when you're doing Mm -hmm. your I don't the other night I was doing a just I was just feeling like I needed to write and so I did this gratitude journal and I had I just went from um, Reiki three to get my Reiki masters. And so I had, congratulations! thank you. So I had four attunements back to back. So girl, let's talk about how emotional I was. So I'm like, I think I just need to write. Like, I don't know what I need to do right now, but I think I just need to write. And so I started writing and I just started sobbing, like in hysterics, couldn't breathe sobbing. And it was because I was in, I've never experienced that level of joy and it had nothing to do with my finances. It had nothing to do with my personal life. It had everything to do with just being thankful to have the opportunities and the experiences and be right where I was right then and just have the opportunity to feel, to truly feel and tap into that because I feel a lot of us walk around half numb most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so to be Mm -hmm. able to be that open and be that vulnerable and get to that state of, I'm going to say bad words, so don't offend anyone, um, but get to that state, I do not give a fuck what anyone else thinks because (laughs) I know I am on my journey. And when you get Mm -hmm. to that place, oh my gosh, the magic that unfolds and the alignments that come into play are just magical. Yes, I completely agree. And I'm right there with you at this point in my life. And I think there's, this is what I wrote yesterday. I don't know if you agree with this, but it's, it's like this dichotomy between this ever knowing, like, you know, at your core who you are, but you also trust the unknown of the human experience and that like knowing, but not knowing at the same time is where all the power is. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. I love that. And that, gosh, how true is that? Because, and I think I I really am careful to say I know who I am because I feel like the second I do that, that something switches and I'm like, okay, I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) But I think there's, it's always like appealing back the layers, right? You're like, I, I know that this is true about myself, but maybe it manifests differently. And like this human. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You're like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do right now, but like these things keep popping up. But it, yeah. it all... Or the universe is like, no, not right now. Like <laughs> different direction. Take please. a step back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so I I just love hearing everyone's different journeys because it truly is like I just feel like that is the juiciest part of everyone's um life is just the lessons that we learn, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And yeah, being able to watch. I mean, being a parent, same thing. I got pregnant super young, and so I was 
terrified and I got pregnant. I was a personal trainer at a gym and got knocked up by my boss. Um, so this oh, was wow. not like a, oh, we're getting married. This was like a whoopsie daisies. Now I'm going to have this child that I have to care for. And I, I don't even know myself. I was so lost. And I, I'm still convinced that my oldest is an earth angel. He actually was diagnosed with autism, but everyone's like, oh, he's so smart. And I'm like, oh, I think he's just way ahead of us. But he came out like that. And I think it was for a purpose. And I think, gosh, what a blessing that the universe knows, God, source, light, whatever you want to call it, knows exactly what you need. And these little beings choose us and teach us mm-hmm. these things that we're just like, wow, I had no, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. And wouldn't it be, would, would you have felt more prepared for motherhood if it was presented in that way where it was almost a, a, a mic drop in wisdom instead of like, Oh, you have to get your baby bod back. And is your baby eating or sleeping? And don't forget to bounce back. And like, you know, I think yes. there's, we're, we're missing how profound that this parenthood is, especially. And there's so many life experiences that are similar, but there's, I don't know. I'm just so frustrated. And I, that's why I started writing. And that's why I started my company, just because I was so frustrated with the conversations that we're having. Like, does not anyone want to go deeper? Are we not going to discuss like what's happening on a soul level right now? Like, why are we not having these conversations? Because if I would have known, I would have been so much more prepared and felt so much less shame on the other side of motherhood. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, again, it goes back to that black and white thinking of, you know, you need, you can't co-sleep. Oh, you should co-sleep. Oh, you shouldn't breastfeed. Or you should breastfeed. If you don't breastfeed, you're judged. You shouldn't show your boobs. You should show your boobs. They have to go down at this time. They have to eat this much. Like who the fuck made these rules? Like us human? Yeah. Men. Okay. I'm like, cause I know (laughs) that I as a woman would never make these rules up because my children sleep when they want to sleep. They get, you know, mine is school and stuff, but I homeschool. So that doesn't really make a difference. But I mean, it's, I've never played by those rules, but that was one of the things that I think was the most pressure that made me snap as a mom later on in life was Mm -hmm. that there were all these rules and my family was really, I mean, I have some toxic family members and it was like, Oh, you're not doing this right. Oh, you're letting them free eat. What is wrong with you? You, oh, they should not be snacking. They should, and it's very old school. Like when I say jump, how high, you know? And it's like, God, yep. That is why I'm like that. That's why I have so much healing. Um, but to get to that level of just embracing the beautiful archetype of mother and just knowing, like, oh my gosh, this is not a punishment. This is not a rule thing. This is a journey that you get to experience with these amazing tiny humans that teach you more than any school book ever could. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And like, you're right. If the script was just flipped and there weren't so many freaking people out there pushing rules and judgments and that's, I mean, it really comes down to it's people's opinions and their perceptions Mm -hmm. and that's it. Period. Yeah. I, I held so much shame around my femininity and my sexuality. And I mean, I, we're all, we're as young women pounding her head, don't get pregnant as a teenager, don't get pregnant as an unmarried woman. Mm-hmm. And so that shame is something that I think so many of us unconsciously take with us. And I know for me, even into my pregnancy, like saying the word I'm pregnant was terrifying, but it took, I, I don't even know how old my daughter was. It may be a year for me to fully sit down and understand just the weight of the responsibility that I had been given in a very spiritual and 
amazing sense because the the idea that really shifted it for me is that as mothers we are the keepers not only of the past we have this ability to heal the generations before us this the way that it has been done that may be toxic or not healthy we have the ability to break these cycles of trauma and narcissism and abuse and addiction whatever that is but not only do we get to do that but we get to heal the future by doing our own work and passing that down to our children and teaching our children a new way. And I just think that that is one of the most powerful positions that you could ever have on this planet. And when I looked at it that way, it completely changed my perspective of what it meant to be a mother. And I completely unplugged from that other version of what I thought a mother should be and what it looked like on Instagram or what all the mommy blogs tell you that it should be like. I completely just shift my perspective and that healed and changed so much for me. Oh girl, I cannot relate more. So funny story, full circle. So I used to be a mommy blogger when I had my daughter. So I no judgment on mommy bloggers. No, 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 no. I judge myself. Okay. Let's just be real. I was the fakest bitch I knew. So I had my daughter and I had so much shame around my son. So when I actually got married and had my daughter, I, um, what and it it my different guy obviously and when I got married and had my daughter, I w- wanted to be perfect. I was like, okay, I'm going to be perfect, and I turned into this total prude. Like this, um, everything had to look good on the outside. I coached every soccer game. I um, was involved in everything. I was I was like overflowing with obligations for my children, and I thought mm. that that made me a good parent. But at home, I was drained. I was tired. I was like trying to like put on this image that everything was good and everything was perfect. But inside, then when I got pregnant with my son, I had postpartum really bad. I was sick my whole pregnancy. I went unmedicated with postpartum. My husband left. And so I went to, I used drinking to kind of get through it. And that kind of went really south as we can all imagine. And what, what that brought me to was that shattering and that dismantling that we were talking about in the beginning to really be like, wow, like, I'm so fake. Like, this is not my journey. This is not my life. This is not who I'm supposed to be. And when I got to that point of showing up as myself and showing up like, here's my story. This is what happened. I cannot tell you the amount of emails and DMs and things that came through. Oh, wait, I'm just talking about it. The things that come through of people being like, wow, like you saved me or you made me feel like okay to talk about this or like I wasn't going to have CPS called and my kids taken away because we all struggle in one way or another, no matter what that looks like for you. Again, it's a personal journey, but we all have that struggle of shame, of guilt. Like I didn't want to have sex with my husband when I had postpartum. There was all this stuff that was going on. And once I opened up and got super like, you know what? Fuck it. This is me. Like leave it or take it. This is my story. This is what's happened. And when I got to that point versus like, look at my happy lifestyle. And I got to more of the point of I love spirituality. I love yoga. Here's me falling over in a yoga pose and being (laughs) silly with it and light and having fun with yourself and not being, having the obligation to be perfect. Like how freeing is that as women Mm -hmm. in general, that femme energy that starts to flow just naturally in that state too, of not having that shield up constantly or that masculine energy flow of constantly having, doing something or that hustle mentality. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what we were saying that 
it's about all about cultivating joy and there's a difference between presenting a perceived joy to the world versus actually creating joy in the moment and people can feel the difference in that energy and it's we think we're supposed to show up a certain way to present our lives to other people and I think we've We've been told wrong because yes. <laughs> that's not where the joy is. No, it's sure not. <laughs> it's sure not. Okay, so let's do something fun for the audience because I always love to just leave because I know we talked about a lot of heavy stuff today. And gosh, I hope you guys just got so much out of it because uh, I love just real talks like this where you're just, you lay it out, you know, and let people know that it's okay to not have it all figured out. It's okay to be on that lesson wheel and just the compassion and love that your book delivers to you. Oh, I'm just like beside myself on that. So much light. So thank you. Okay. The fun thing let's do, if you were in an elevator and there was someone dying and they asked you, what are the three most important things that you have learned on your journey that they can carry on to their next life? What would you tell them? Oh my goodness. I know. No pressure. Huh. Um, number one, you already have all the answers mm. that you need to know and that you are your own guru. That goes hand in hand. Um, it all it just takes taking silent time to listen to yourself and trusting yourself enough to hear the answers. Mm-hmm. Number two, be silly. Be yourself. Find joy wherever you can in laughter because I think once we start to take ourselves too seriously, we start to take life too seriously, we start to take this human experience too silly, too seriously, we have lost the silliness and the joy of life, which I just think is everything we've talked about for the last 30 minutes. And the last thing, this is a hard I one. I know. Oh, I man. don't like prepping people for this because I really want you to be on the spot. Like... Oh, oh, well, okay. The, the last one I say is honor the seasons of your life because we think that we're born and there's this linear trajectory to our life and we're supposed to go to school and get a good job and then have kids and then retire and die. And there's a cyclical nature to life. There's seasons, there's times of death and rest and rebirth and planting and blooming and letting it fall. And if we don't honor those seasons of our life, we're we're not truly honoring the human experience mm. and you don't have to go full throttle all the time and you don't have to sit and hibernate the whole time, but honor the ebb and flow and trust that when you're being called to rest, rest, when you're being called to show up and step up, step up and be brave, but know that it's, there's times for it all. Oh, absolutely. That's my last one. Oh, <laughs> you are amazing. I could, I literally could sit and talk to you for five hours. So if the audience wants to connect with you, I know you're so good at getting back to everyone. Where can we find you? Where can we buy your book? I'm also going to put everything on the show notes so that we can um, check you out. Read your beautiful letters to Luna Wild. By the way, can we talk about that name? Uh, Isn't it? It really, I'm like, why did I not name my child that? (laughs) <laughs> it's also after Oscar Wilde and just cause wild nature and Luna cause she's half Colombian and it's also nature. So oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> like it just, uh, it's just a name you like stop dead in your tracks and you're like, wow, that's going to be someone special. 
<laughs> she definitely is. So you can find Dear Luna Wild on Amazon right now. I'm working on getting it in a bunch of other bookstores at the moment. Is in paperback and Kindle version. You can also find me on Instagram at Lena Lemos. I also have a podcast called Enlightened Hood, and my company House of Enlightened Hood is going through a little bit of a transition right now, but it's all about everything we talked about of heart-centered spirituality and coming home to yourself and figuring out how to listen to the wisdom in your own heart. And you can find all of that on my Instagram, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, thank you so much for your time today and just for being you and doing your work in this world, because my gosh, that book is going to change some serious lives and views on motherhood just in general. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Yes. And we will be in touch shortly. All right. Okay. Have a good day. Wasn't that amazing? Oh my goodness. I love chatting with Lena. She is so incredible and such an amazing woman. If you want to connect with her, I will put everything on the show notes for you. And I really hope that you guys just walk away today feeling that there is always room for growth and just the grace that we need to allow ourselves because everyone is on a personal journey and that's what makes it so magical is your journey is not like anyone else's so stop the comparison game truly embrace who you were designed to be